Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, November 30th. Bearers of the Unbearable. Today's scripture reading is found in Ruth chapter 1, verses 19 through 21 from the Message Translation, which reads, When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was soon buzzing. Is this really our Naomi? And after all this time? But she said, Don't call me Naomi. Call me bitter. The strong one has dealt me a bitter blow. I left her full of life, and God has brought me back with nothing but the clothes on my back. Why would you want to call me Naomi? God certainly doesn't. The strong one ruined me. This is God's word. All right, wait a minute. Didn't we just have that scripture reading yesterday? Why, yes. Yes, we did. And your point? Oh, yes. Your point is that you're ready to move on, to get on with it, to pick up the flow of the Ruth narrative as it moves compellingly through various scenes before reaching a climax and demument of happiness, a happy ending. We're ready for it. A climax and denouement of comfort, of course. Perhaps not a literal resurrecting replacement within those three empty spaces with their gaping heart wounds, but at least where that most pleasant of all endings comes around at last for Naomi as she holds baby Obed, which means worker, and sees that life again at last is working. God is present, and hope is again cradled within her arms. Yes, take us there, and let us enjoy each turn of this compelling, moving story through its various scenes to that happy climax. In four short chapters that take all of 15 minutes to read, we traverse the ground from incalculable loss to unimaginable comfort. Yes, that. Let's get on with that. But no, here we are still, just like Naomi, who had to live with her grief amidst those three vast empty spaces as she bore the unbearable in a seemingly endlessly repeating first chapter. This is the reality Joanne Cacciatore focuses upon in her book, Bearing the Unbearable, Love, Loss, and the Heartbreaking Path of Grief. She writes, when a person beloved by us dies, our lives can become unbearable. This book will not offer you a spiritual bypass, she writes. It won't make it so you don't have to face the pain of grief, nor should it. When we love deeply, we mourn deeply. Extraordinary grief is an expression of extraordinary love. Grief and love mirror each other. One is not possible without the other. What this book will do, I hope, is to provide a safe place to feel, to be with your understandably broken heart. It will serve as an invitation to stay with the wretched pangs of sorrow, to dwell in the dark night of your own bereaved soul, and to be present with what is, however difficult, however painful. The word bereaved derives from an old English word, betherian, meaning to deprive, to take away or to be robbed. And when death robs us, 
our mourning, our loss resonates through time. We mourn for tomorrow's moments and next month's moments and next year's moments. We mourn at the graduations and weddings, the births and the deaths that follow. Grief consists of countless particles, countless moments, each one of which can be mourned. And through them all, we always know in our very cells that someone is missing, that there is a place in our hearts that can never be filled. With a loved one's death, the person we once were evaporates, and we take on what may feel like an aberrant form of ourselves, an unfamiliar way of being in the world. This is not what we wanted. This is not what we planned. This is not what should be. But it is what we have. Even as our heart whispers, no, no, no. And here we find ourselves, feeling outcast, lying face down on the ground or on bent and bloodied knee or with our arms outstretched pleading for relief. Death feels savage, and to some extent it is. But greed need not be vilified. We might not accept that our child or parent or spouse or grandchild or friend or loved one has died, but we can learn to accept how we feel about that loss, where in us the pain is most acute, its dimensions and texture, its tenor and depth, and over time, grief can morph from a dreaded unwanted intruder to something more familiar and less terrifying, a companion, perhaps. Make no mistake, losing someone we love deeply changes us, inescapably and for all time. And it is painful beyond all imagining. The psychologist Rollo May wrote, One does not become fully human painlessly. It is through inhabiting, even painfully, our emotions that we are able to become fully human. Through grief, we can experience an alchemical transformation that cannot be contrived, hastened, or imparted by others. To fully inhabit grief is to hold the contradictions of the great mystery that loss shatters us and we become whole. Grief empties us and we are filled with emotion. Fear paralyzes us and we lend courage to another. We cease to exist as we once were and we become more fully human. We are the paradox. We are the bearers of the unbearable. End of quote. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, over what significant loss have you grieved or may still be grieving? Have you been able to embrace such grief as a companion through a hard season of grief? How can we do this? How can we become bearers of the unbearable? Lord, let me not move too swiftly from mourning the empty spaces of grief to the joyous prospect of the empty tomb. Let me learn how to linger well with grief, to let it be my companion in seasons of loss, to exchange the name pleasant for bitter, at least for a season. And when time pivots again towards hope, let me know how to set aside my garb of mourning for a garment of praise. 
through your mercies.